And you may find yourself living in a dwarven shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may ask yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, this is not my beautiful dragon. What is it? This is Opposite Attractions. Ladies and gentlemen, to Opposite Attractions, the show about theme park design that's technically possible. I am your host, the boy that's definitely getting married at Disney World. I'm <laughs> doing it. That. The marriage is happening at Disney World. I'm speaking it into the universe. Scotty Moore, joined as always by the thousandth happy haunt himself, Jim Murphy. I'm speaking it into the universe. I'm definitely not dying at Disney World. I'm speaking it into the universe. Especially because it is an urban legend that you're not allowed to die on Disney property. Yeah. Tell that to fucking uh, planet or Mars rover escape. What the fuck ever that murderous thing is called. So, Jim, I've got a few updates. You're usually the Disney boy, but I'm on the other side. I'm at that the universal sea boy. The SeaWorld boy. Get no, wet no. with Scotty Moore. Well, no, this is uh, Scotty's liquor talk because you know... <laughs> I've got two things about Universal Studios. This is kind of an aside, but uh, apparently when I'm going down there, they're going to have this, so I'm very pumped for it. Universal Studios announces... Neon cocktails for Mardi Gras in three delicious flavors. I call bullshit on the concept of three delicious flavors because they're pulling the same bullshit they pulled for Halloween Horror Nights when I was down there. But there is green. This flavor's orange. No, there is the Carnival Carnival Cocktail and the Raging Rumbalaya. And then the Vicious Voodoo. Now, the Vicious Voodoo, you'd think, would be interesting in its own thing. No, it's just the other two drinks combined into a single cup. (laughs) Um, Let's see. The bar will include flavors such as caramel apple, raspberry, rosemary, mojito mint, and more. I really want to know what's in the drink, because it doesn't say... But this does, it does very much feel like Halloween Horror Nights a few years back had two separate drinks, just like Bloody Berry and Super Strawberry or some shit. And you could get each of them separate or you could just combine them for one mega drink. So I think that's what they're doing here is just kind of being idiots and like, oh no, we've got... We've got three drinks, but, the, but that by that logic, when I go to the buffet at the Golden Corral, the chocolate vanilla swirl from the from the ice cream dispenser is also a individual flavor, but I don't believe so. But uh, I will when I go down in March, I will come back with a report on how each tastes and of course how they taste mixed together. But Jim, Universal, they've given us a gift. Okay. Because Disney Disney thought they had them on the whole mascot thing. 
by having a Mickey Mouse that talks back to you. But no. Uh, they took him out back and shot him, actually. Well, not, yeah, well, not only that, Universal has raised the fucking bar by introducing the first ever farting costume character at a park. P- please tell me you've read about this. Um, no, but is it Ron Weasley? No, it's not. I wish it was. Or one of the Weasley twins, and they're like, this is the farting machine. But no, um, it's actually Guy Diamond from the Troll series, a character who, if I remember the movie correctly... Wait, wait, hold on, back... Tra- it's not a minion? It's not a minion, it's Guy Diamond. Because if you've seen the movie, A, he's not that prominent of a character, but he is a very popular character, because A, his bare ass is shown at all times, and he farts glitter. And the fucking costume character will fart glitter. I've seen video, it's the worst thing on the planet. Like, I think the way it's activated is in his feet, because he just kind of shuffles up to the kids, turns around, jumps, and then presses, and then, like, have you seen the video of the baby getting his butt powdered, and then it farts, and then a little toot, a toot cloud, a toot cloud comes out. That's what this guy is. He just kind of toots out a little bit of glitter, and once again... Much like the magical mojito or whatever that Universal's offering liquor-wise, I will meet him and give a review on the quality of his fart. Uh, so, like, in Disney, they're like, hey guys, like, Winnie the Pooh has to go back with Christopher Robin and, like, have a snack and he'll be back later. Here it's gonna be like, hey guys, the troll's gotta go back, we gotta refill his ass. Well, no, 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 it's just like Guy Diamond's IBS is acting up. We're going to have to take him back and let him just shit out <laughs> yeah, all of this yeah, it's glitter. Not, it's not going to be glitter. It's going to be like more like a paintball yeah. gun. <laughs> it's, it's a paintball gun of glitter that just gets at you. Um, so, yeah, that's what... I love when we talk about Disney. The news is just like they're offering this all-expense day pass for 50 $12,000 where you can do everything in the park. Meanwhile, on the Universal front, we're like, they've got new liquor and a fucking <laughs> troll that farts glitter. <laughs> Universal Studios, go fuck yourself. The best place for people that don't believe in princesses anymore. Yeah, that's the whole thing. They're like, we're the we're the adult park. We're the manly park for the teenagers to go to. Also, there's a troll that farts glitter if you want that in your life, my boy. It's voiced and by a, Clint McElroy. And an yeah, and an entire building dedicated to SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, so you did tell me before the show started that they have added added a little something to that $12,000 experience well, we discussed last week. I, I think when they came up with it, I guess the idea was is people that visited concierge at the various hotels would kind of go up and go, hey, I want to do this crazy crap. Why can't I do this crazy crap? And they'd be like, uh... But I, I guess a lot of it was... I think Disney has a the 
I don't know, this. Disney has the thought that if you have the money, they'll try to make it happen. Oh, really? Yeah, so we I can think... just well, anything you know, we want. People buy out Disneyland all the time, and people buy out like they would buy out the parks for like a couple hours. So I really think if you came went to Disney and said, "Hey, I have like five thousand bucks. Could I like do the spiel on the Jungle Cruise one time?" They would probably let you do that. They'd probably so, figure out a way. So what you're saying is, I can walk up to these boys. And be like, here's twelve thousand dollars, and a jukebox featuring "Party Rock Anthem" by LMFAO. Can I go up and stand by the Yeti and just have a fucking party with him as the fucking riders go by? <laughs> that might that might be dangerous a little bit. I think nah, they're. They, I think their safety has a. I think they do have safety precautions. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I don't like it. I just love... That would take the edge off because there'd be like... Normally, there's probably a little kid who's like riding his first roller coaster and he's like, Oh my God, the Yeti! Now he's just like, Fuck yeah, party rock anthem, bitch! (laughs) That is what the fox says. Yeah, baby! I would want to... Uh... Just... I'd say just give me a segue. and Just let me take a segue wherever I want. That's nice. That's a good one. Oh, that would that- piss everybody off. Just all these stupid motherfuckers in carts, and I ride by on a Segway. You would have to put on a fake mustache and become Paul Blart Disney cop. <laughs> That's the only issue with that one. Um, with me, in all honesty, I'd be like, can I just bartend at the Rosen Crown for like an hour? Maybe earn back ten of the twelve thousand dollars I spent to do this. Yeah, I, I actually think they might. Uh, they they would probably allow something like that. I think if you said like, "Hey, I want to work here," I, I think they would they would probably watch over you very closely. But you probably would be allowed to do that as long as you. I think as long as you could show reasonable ability. Yeah, with me, it's just like, yeah, yeah, can I get a Pilsner? Yeah, here you go, buddy. That's scotch. Yeah, fucking drink it. Don't be a bitch. Yeah, is it? Okay, yeah, but my wife's pregnant. Can she just get a water? Yeah, yeah, here you go. That's more scotch. Do I look like I care, sir? Have Uh, her drink up. The baby will be a man when he comes out. I've I've probably said this on the show, because we're probably past the statute of limitations on this, but... One of my roommates down there did get, like, uh, scotch when he was underage at the Brown Derby. Oh, shit. It was like, and it was like a, it was like a very, 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 very small amount. He literally was just like, hey, I turned 21 in, like, a month, and, like, I've always wanted to try scotch. Can I try, like, see what it tastes like? And the guy was like, yeah, sure, hold on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He gave him, like, the tiniest, tiniest bit. That's my favorite thing about sitting at a bar for more than an hour is at that point, the bartender's just like, you've never tried this before? Here you go. Try a little sip of that. Oh, that's real good. (laughs) I I would do that at Beaches and Cream. (laughs) (laughs) Can I try a little bit of that kitchen sink? Just a little. Just give me a little bit of the kitchen sink. Did you see the Wreck-It's, I believe, uh... WWE NXT North American Champion Johnny Gargano posted a picture of him with it and it's the kitchen sink but the Wreck-It Ralph version so there's just like two massive churros sticking out of the back of it and the whole time I'm staring like I could I could defeat that one actually <laughs> I, I could um 
I do not think I would try try that. I don't think I would be able to make it. They would have to call Disney security and escort me off the premises crying. I mean, with with I just don't know. I'm trying to think of where I would want to bartend most at Disney World. Edison's the Edison? up, the Edison's up there, but I mean, technically I want to stay in the parks if I'm spending $12,000. So like maybe La Cava de Tequila, maybe? <laughs> Go to a fucking Joffrey's and just sit in the... <laughs> I'm at the Joffrey's just like, here's your fucking coffee. Call me in an hour when you want to add a Bailey's to it, bitch. I want to work a popcorn cart and tick off every person trying to buy way too many popcorn buckets to resell on eBay. Yeah, exactly. Like, you want this? Just go get it and just chuck it across the grass. Can I just stand beside Figment? What part of the ride? <laughs> what part of the ride? All of them. I want you to find me a way to, as they're going between, like, the sound section to the vision section, I can just somehow appear on both ends. I want to be the Johnny Depp of the Figment ride. <laughs> they, they hang you upside down from the ceiling. Like you're Batman. On his, you're on his toilet. No, F-I-G-M-E-N-T. <laughs> like, lean down like Batman. Uh, so, Jim, this is a podcast about the beauty of what happens when you mix two drinks together. No, it's a, it's a podcast about building our own theme park. And, of course, we are in the Mysterious Kingdom this season, which is essentially fucking Dungeons & Dragons, the theme park. And of course, we've got we've got the Star Wars aspect of you get to build your own character, you get to go on quests. I'm st- Buzzfeed's gonna make a short one minute video about us that your mom shares on Facebook because you said you liked D and D one time, and so she'll tag you in it. Um, so last week you gave us the challenge of building something based around dragons. Because, of course, if this is Dungeons and Dragons, we need dragons. So, I will, since you gave the challenge, I will give the floor to you, sir, to pitch uh, me your ride. Yeah, I went I went to a weird place with this one. Um, I didn't really have a quest idea, really. Mine doesn't have a quest either, so... I, I, have, a, I have an idea of what they could use, but essentially, uh, for the a quote-unquote quest, or what the ride will be based around, is the idea that there are no dragons in the Mysterious Kingdom. Okay, I already that, see a conflict of interest with my ride, but keep that, going. That maybe, well, that, that, that there were at some point, but they have gone away. But there's, like, kind of uh, rumblings that this, like, old man has, like, done something to the dragons, and so you have to go find this guy in this, like, old factory-like building, okay? So it's Skyrim, basically. <laughs> They've not <laughs> returned in 50 years! So you go into this, like... Because I wanted that Magitech, like, steampunky kind of a vibe for part of this park. So you okay. go to that area, and you you basically... Uh, find out that this this old man has found a way to basically imbue machines with the souls of dragons. What? Like, <laughs> it's magic. What? It's got him. It's magic. Are you about to build? Are you are you about to build a fucking robot dragon? Because no, hold, no, I'm not. Damn it! Because you were about robots, to want to. 
But listen, listen, this this, okay, okay. this will all okay. make sense in time. Uh, you were basically led to a uh, a uh, a thing where they basically tell you that because he can do this, this this guy is basically giving you a chance to basically ride on the back of a dragon through his these automatons. Okay. So, so it's kind of a partial uh, Avatar Flight of Passage thing, but it is more like uh, Tron Light Cycle Power Run, kind of as a mishmash. Okay, are you with me so far? Have you seen Have you seen Power Run, the Tron roller coaster? Yes, it's absolutely fucking terrifying. So, so basically, that is what the ride vehicles look like. Instead of being motorcycles, they look like robotic, like steampunky sort of dragon type shapes. So you made a fucking robot dragon. Don't lie to me right now. It's a robot so dragon. You, you, but you were you were given essentially VR goggles to ride this ride. Okay. And the idea is that with these goggles on you would be able to see what the machines really are, quote-unquote. Okay. Um, but the idea is that it's not supposed to move. Like, or it's not supposed to move much. You're just, it's like you get on them, and then he t- like, like, where you get on them is one place, and then they take you to another room, and the idea is that that's where, like, the experience is going to be, is in this other room. Yeah. Like, you were going to, quote-unquote, tame the dragon through this, like, experience that this guy has created. <laughs> You're, so you ha- go you're, into this you're second- learning how to train your dragon, yes. Yeah, yes. So you go into this other room, but you're you're basically on a roller coaster track. Like, it's kind of obvious that you're on a roller coaster track, but you go into this other room and you have this VR thing on, and that, like, time period that you're in this little room is basically for the ride to, like, catch up to itself and allow for load-unload. Yeah. Because what happens is, is now you're looking around in this VR thing, and you're basically, instead of having, like, a, a row of like cars behind you or a row of people behind you. All you see is the dragon you're sitting on, but you see it as a dragon in the VR. Oh, okay. Okay. And you're in like this, this like factory, like the, the walls around you do look like, look like a factory in the goggles, but essentially while you're trying to quote unquote tame it, it does kind of go insane and take off. Yeah. yeah. And that is like the launch part of the coaster. Is it like breaking through the ceiling of the, building you're in and then it's essentially like soaring over mysterious kingdom oh that's on cool this roller coaster that's cool as and you basically you, you like fly through like these caverns that like aren't really in the park but they oh like okay. they might be and it'd be like the outside see, of the park yeah yeah and you would see like actual real dragons that have like been hidden away in these caves oh that's dope so so you would it would literally just be a, a regular like Tron style roller coaster, but there would be all this VR storytelling of like sort of like a flight of passage, sort of a ride experience. Here's my favorite Easter egg we could throw into this: is one of the caverns that they see in the ride is actually in the park, but like like in the actual real life version of the park, but we don't tell anybody about it. We're just like, oh, this is just like a small thing you could go run and do. And there is like a dragon sleeping in it that you could go take pictures with. No, that, okay, so um, I don't know how long they did this, but in the original extraterrestrial alien encounter at uh, Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom, if you, if you were on the outside of the building, uh, there was a like great that was along the wall that was like ventilation and like every so often it would sound like the alien was running through that ventilation 
Oh, that's cool. If you were like, you couldn't hear it unless you were like right up on it, and but it would like make the noise. So like, maybe there is a cave where you go in, and like every so often, it would sound like something was basically flying over your head. That's awesome. Um, I will say, your idea is basically my idea for this week. The only difference is <laughs> yours is like a pizza with everything on it. You were like, let's put steampunk in it. Let's put robots in it. Fucking avatar shit. Because mine is also very... Did you ever ride Flight of Passage? I don't know if we've talked about this now, on the show. I would, I would probably throw up. No, it's beautiful. Don't. It's I, a I beautiful... understand how beautiful it is. My body does not like dropping very it, much at all it don't drop that much well it's it's um mind over matter yeah um, i would definitely feel like um it, if you've ever done like any of those imaxes where it feels like you're flying like even though i'm sitting down i do kind of feel like everything's kind of going like mm-hmm. this so i'm so, pretty sure that would make me feel like and even like uh and i've said this on the show the uh flying carpet thing from philhar magic where you go straight toward the ground i kind of do push back in my chair a little bit at that. like it does oh, make my stomach feel like a weird feeling with me, so with me it's the moment when you fly towards the clothes and then they bust that jet of air in your face and it's the worst experience like, ever. oh i got bra fart in my face yeah thanks but, uh, donald but as I was saying, yours is like a pizza with everything on it. Mine's kind of like a plain pepperoni. It's real basic, but it works. So with me, I came up with this idea that there would, like, as we've said before, there is an app to help you keep control of your character. But also when you leave Mysterious Kingdom or even as you prep for it, there will be in-app quizzes like Pottermore. So you could determine stuff like the perfect wand for you. Uh, That's also where you would determine if you're like a fighter or a rogue, like all of this stuff. But there would also be an app determining what type of dragon you get. So basically, this is where uh, your ride directly conflicts with mine. Because in my opinion, dragons in this world, they're kind of smaller. They're like horses, but they're also how you travel. So you uh, you can choose from wyverns, drakes, worms, etc. You can pick its color, shape, etc. But you get kind of based its personality on a quiz. You get to find out if it's like fiery or a calm one, like if it can breathe fire or atomic breath, like Godzilla. <laughs> and then from th- from this, you actually get to go to I don't know, maybe like a normal probably one of the main hub like not a goblin village or something like that and that's where you get to go to your dragon training class and that's how you actually attain your dragon and get to see it in real life and the class is kind of just like a pre-show to the ride that i'm pitching which is called the road to draconia and it's very much flight of passage and there's a bunch of really bob hope and uh yes There's a bunch of fun, like, pre-show spots where they're just like, well, with a dragon, you need to pet it like this, you need to do this, make sure to get its respect very quickly or it will consume you. And then (laughs) finally you reach the final room setup, which is like Flight of Passage, except instead of eight seats lined up in a row, it's four seats setting back to back, and much like yours, completely VR. 
Now, as you get into the ride, you board the host's dragon. So the whole time there's been this host who's like, Hello, everyone. Today I'm going to teach you how to tame your dragon. And you board his dragon, who's just this old wizened drake by the name of Firebolt. And he tells you that you are minutes away from meeting your dragon. So you get ready. And then you soar off into the air on Firebolt's back into Draconia, the home of the dragons, where there are some dragons that kind of like hiss at you and get really close because they're not used to humans. Um, but like you go across this jet of water and you feel the water on your face. You swoop up and down and you can kind of feel like, it, I, okay. So it's got back to back, like, like Toy Story Mania back to back, like that kind of. No, 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 it's Dang. it's basically, and I'm sorry for our audio listeners, this is bad, but it's two rows of four back-to-back -back with, like, someone sitting next to you but not that close. Oh, okay, 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 I see. Yeah, um, so then you land in Draconia, and you kind of get down, and you could feel your seat, like, jump up and down, and then that's where you, app, you scan your app beforehand, that way it knows what dragon to give you. You get to see your dragon close up, and it kind of stares at you for a minute, and you're not sure if it's a fan of you or not. I'm almost contemplating even putting, like, a fake dragon head that will get close to you and breathe on you, and you can pet it. That way the petting from earlier comes into play. And then you get to board the dragon, and that's where you're on your real flight of passage shit. Because then Firebolt shoots up into the sky and you see the other rider's dragons. You feel the breath beneath you like Flight of Passage. And you get your first lesson in dragon flying. Where there are a few mishaps like you flying into tree branches. You almost hit a mountain. Like you're flying straight towards a mountain but then it shoots up into the air. And you see like this beautiful sunset on the horizon as you fly around Draconia, which does have that kind of neon avatar look where it's it's reminiscent of our world's nature, but it's just different enough to be really, really pretty. And you get to kind of fly across this landscape, feeling wind whip across your face. And I actually do really like your idea of you finally get back to the Mysterious Kingdom, but you can kind of fly around and see, like, small Easter eggs that you could go visit in the real world. Like, ooh, oh, there's Space a... Mountain. Yeah, like, ooh, there's a dragon in this cave. Or, ooh, there's, like, something over there that I've never noticed before. And the only way you would notice it is if you rode this ride. And so then you land, you get off your dragon, you go out to the gift shop where you can buy a replica of your dragon. It's very expensive, but it is a good, like, memory maker. You could take it home with a birth certificate and all that. It's very built. So, it's very build a bear. Uh, so is it a plush or is it like the uh, the Avatar Maker where it's like a resin, like a 3D print? I was going to say, since there's probably not a lot you could customize with them to make this ride feasible, like you could control like the five different types of dragons and then like maybe pick from a few colors, they would honestly just like have them in the back and bring them out to you and they could be like the, um, the Banshees at... Uh, at Avatar, okay. so they can like perch on your shoulder and hang out with you, and you could control it like a puppet. But yeah, that's my ride. That's the flight to or ride to ride to Draconia. I think I called it. We're off on the road to Draconia. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we went and 
two different ways, but we basically got to the same place of this is a VR dragon ride. I didn't have a, I didn't actually come up with a gift shop thing. I was thinking about it and I didn't come up. See, I mean, I just feel like it, with me, it made sense, given the fact that you could see. It's like going to Harry Potter world and being like, oh, Pottermore says my wand is this, and they can point out, this is the wand that has chosen you. Or you could... This is the wand J.K. Rowling said you should have. And it's totally not based on your birthday. It is, but it's not. Here you go, (laughs) take it. Um, Or you could just do what I did and go to... um, Oh shit! Why can I not remember the wizard man's name? Uh, don't da dap dap daffodils fancy ones. <laughs> you know the famous shop uh, for Ollivander. It's Ollivander's. Ollivander's special swans. You know the one we all love. Oh, so Jim, it's been an episode, but we need a challenge for next week. And I hinted at it last week when we talked about the Spider-Man upgraded, like, swinging rig as something we've never seen before in ride vehicles. Oh, that would so scare the crap out of me. Which is why, Jim, I now bring to you today this. Well, hold on. Firstly, it's definitely not... As much as I love Disney, you can't one-up the fucking ride at Universal. It's the best ride. It takes me back to the 90s with that old-school Spider-Man theme song. Um, But I want us next week to build any ride you want based around anything you want, but it has to have a completely unique ride vehicle that has never been seen before. In all of theme parks. So that might be a difficult one. It's gonna be tough. All my brainstorming so far has led me to essentially create the giant mechanical spider from the end of Wild Wild West, but you're perched <laughs> on top of it. Don't know how feasible <laughs> that is. But that is your challenge for next week is a completely new ride vehicle that no one has ever seen before. Oh, um, I, my apologies in advance to Bob Kerr. Yeah. So, Jim, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I, I'm on Twitter at apparently smart, although I don't feel much of that right now. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon. Just look up Scotty Moore and you will find them. So check that out. Check out all the other shows at a load of purebs.com. Ladies and gentlemen, fun fiction just came back. And also, make sure to catch up on the show Relativity because I am, I guess I can announce this. I'm going to be providing a voice for a character in season four. Uh, it was written by one of my college professors. I'm super excited he let me become part of it. So get on the Relativity train and then join me on that, ladies and gentlemen. And then, of course, remember to rate us on iTunes, subscribe to us on YouTube if you'd like the video version of this, and remember to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash a load of BS, because that's the way you can watch me and Jim do this live. But, of course, until next time, you can find Jim and me on Twitter at op at show. That's spelled O-P-P-A-T-T-S-H-O-W. Are you down with O-P-P?